Welcome to the Peepcast. It is March 8th, 2022. Today was a blockbuster news day in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers officially staying in Green Bay, but Russell Wilson is headed to the Mile High City. We talk all the trade drama and the franchise tag deadline. It's all here right now. Football is here. Let's get it. All right. Well, welcome to an unbelievable day in the NFL. Holy cow. What a freaking day. We had news all over the place. Ronnie, were you sitting down when you heard some of the news? We were texting back, (laughs) but holy crap. I was. This is the day we've been waiting for, though. We knew it was coming. It was just around the corner. It it was. The first domino, and, and down it went big time. Yeah, well, speaking of the first domino, um, the first one was Aaron Rodgers. So let's talk about him. So he's staying in Green Bay, but the deal that he signed was a massive deal. A four-year, $200 million deal, 153 guaranteed. Now, there's a couple things that are coming about out about this. Aaron Rodgers tweeted uh, shortly after the report was coming out saying he hadn't signed anything. So there isn't a lot of detail on this, yeah. but the first domino fell. He's staying in Green Bay. So um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, you know, that's what we expected. We've been saying for, for a minute now that he was staying in Green Bay. We felt that that was the most, uh, the most possible outcome. My question, I kind of wonder though, with this 150 mil, 53 million guarantee, is that if it's guaranteed, there's there a stipulation that he has to play out all four years or 60%, I mean, three years, or or could he just play a season and call it quits and walk away with 153 million after one year? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> hey, all you people that are watching this, uh, we would love to interact with you. Make sure uh, you comment. We'd love to interact with your comments. There's a lot of stuff that happened today. We'd love to hear your takes and be able to bring that up on the screen and talk to it. So feel free. We'd love to to have the discussion, but I don't know what that would look like. I got to imagine that. So four years for a guy that keeps has been saying the last two years that he's going to retire seems like a stretch for me. So they have to be at least a couple voidable years in there. So yeah, I think I mean, the only thing that we're really guaranteed so. is this year. Yeah. 38 right. years old. And I mean, sure. I guess he could play till he's 42, but only one person to my knowledge has ever made it to 42 and was good at it. And it feels like to me, when you talking about quarterbacks or any position for that matter, as they age, you can start to kind of see a decline, but oftentimes what happens with quarterbacks is you don't see that decline. It just happens. Like Peyton Manning went from really great to just, oh, my gosh, he's terrible. So uh, when is that going to happen? Or he did win the Super Bowl that terrible year. He did oh, win the yeah. Super Bowl that terrible year, right? Despite him, yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, so he was the first domino to fall, right? So he's staying yeah. in Green Bay. And then the very next thing that we had our eyes on was Devontae Adams was tagged. So he he was able to get franchise tagged. I don't know how. So the main thing is with this new contract is that it created space for the Green Bay Packers because he had, you know, they were over the cap big time, you know, by $30 million. So whatever his deal is, it's going to allow them to be able to keep Devontae Adams. Now his price tag, Devontae Adams price tag is going to be uh, a little bit high being franchise tag. So he gets paid in the top quartile of wide receiver position. 
but well, it, those two are going to be together. It actually kind of depends on what well, I'm assuming it's just the franchise tag, which uh, from my understanding, so there's two different types, right? There's exclusive and the non-exclusive. If it's exclusive, it's an average of the top five salaries or 120% of his current salary, whichever is greater. So um, either way, yeah, he's going to get paid. He's one of the top receivers, as he should. But there was also some another signing um, earlier today with the Chargers, three years, Mike 60 Williams. million, so 20 million a year. So I just wonder what what is that going to do for potential Adams contract? Because you know, he, I'll take Devontae over over Mike Williams any day. Oh, for sure. And uh, John has a great question here. This is the same question that I'm wondering. Just curious how the Packers are going to pay Aaron and Adams that money. How are they going to find money for a defense and compete for a title? That's that's huge. I think it's all going to come down to what the details are in his contract. I'm bringing it up right here to see if there's anything online. Because right now, they don't have to be under the cap until the new league year hits, which is next week. So right now, right. with everything that's going on and Devontae being tagged, the Packers are $45 million, almost $46 million over the cap. So my that's my big question is, okay, you, you keep Aaron Rodgers, great. Devontae Adams staying with you. Well, what has that done for you, though? Like, at the end of the day, they won one ring in 2010. Right. I know that the NFC is kind of clearing out. You know, as far as what, what's going on, like the landscape, what the NFC looks like. But still, at the end of the day, what in the world? Like, they're going to be the same or worse. I can't imagine where they're getting better. They're just retaining their players at this point. There's no – this isn't a blockbuster go-get-a-guy. This is to keep the guy that you've already had that you've been kind of getting the same results with. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, the Packers roster as it stands is good enough to go to and win a Super Bowl. They just got to get it done. But I think what's going to happen is there a lot of these contracts are going to get backloaded and they're going to get paid. They're guaranteed whatever those those numbers are. But in um, two to three years, I think we're going to see a fire sale in Green Bay and they're going to go straight to the dumpster after that. This is this really is an all in all, all or nothing situation, even more so than what we saw with the Rams and the Bucks the year before that. Uh, this is they're going to be in a huge, huge cap quandary in a couple of years and i think that's when we're going to see the, the roster really turn over well and, and that's the thing like with the buccaneers situation it, when they went all in they got tom brady and they brought in dudes antonio brown came in gronk yeah. came in everybody and their mom kind of all in. different different kind of all in this is like all in just to hope to stay the same my question is 45 million dollars over the cap right now i know they're going to maneuver some money around but Somebody, you got to think that somebody's going to be on the chopping block. Who is that person going to be? Zadarius Smith, like I, I, I've heard that they're looking to potentially trade him. His cap number is one of the highest on the team right now. If they cut him, they save twelve million dollars, but he does have, uh, or he he would uh, save them fifteen million dollars. Excuse me, and a twelve million million dollar uh, dead cap. So. But that's when your best pass rushers. The reason Green Bay yeah. has started to do well was because of their defense. I'm now I'm all curious. of a sudden. Yeah. What does Aaron Jones contract look like? Uh, Aaron Jones. So he's, he's, you know, his base salary for 2022 is the, the league minimum. So 1 million 
His prorated bonus is four. So right now his cap number is only 5.9. So, I mean, relatively small for the type of playmaker he is. Yeah, Um, but they got Dylan though. Yeah, well, they do. But if they they released Aaron Jones, um, they actually are worse off. It would be a $7 million cap hit additional to the five. Does that change if he gets traded though? Yeah, but I mean, Aaron, like, okay, again, we're going I'm along. I'm just doing along. suggestions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think what, you know, Johan brings up a really great point here is that they could potentially give Rogers most of the money in the last two years and make them voidable uh, years, right? Just depends on how it's structured for sure. That uh, To me, that's the key because if you're already over and you just barely get to – under the cap, right? You just barely get under the cap. Yeah. You're not getting any better. That's a, that's the thing. You're not getting and then you have your draft picks. By the way, you got to pay your draft picks that come in. That's about 7 million dollars. So you have to at least be 7 million under. So they'll find a way. They'll figure it out. They'll find a way. And that's why those guys get paid the big bucks because yeah. they can maneuver all this stuff and, you know, shift these years around, but I I think you're right, Ronnie. There's going to be a price to pay in Green Bay for, and that rhymed. I feel really proud of myself. Uh, but for all of this stuff right now, it, for all of yep. this, keeping Aaron Rodgers. Now, if they don't win it, which they haven't, right? If they don't win it, what is that going to look like? I mean, Gutekunst is going to get fired if it doesn't work out, I would think. Well, Matt Ward is going to get fired if it doesn't work out. There's one... Uh, I guess light it in the tunnel on this. So we know that the cap right now is roughly about 16 million below what they was expected to be pre pandemic. So right. over the next year or two, that's going to gradually increase and increase until it gets back to where it should have been. So we're going to see a significant jump next year as well. Who knows how much that's going to be exactly, but that's obviously going to help the Packers and, you know, in the future years. And maybe that's what they're banking on. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know, but I, I really do think we're going to see a fire sale in the next couple of years. And we may be going through this next offseason where Rogers is like, you know what? I'm not part of a rebuild. I want to be traded. And maybe we repeat this next year. So where does so where does Jordan Love play in all this? So they drafted him 12th overall. We're going on year three, right? Three years. Yeah. This where Jordan Love. Yeah, so Jordan Love is sitting there. Now, In year th- after year three, that's when Aaron Rodgers took over from Brett Favre after he did some similar type of, you know, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire, I'm going to retire. No, nope, I'm really not. Oh, then I'm going to go play for the Jets. So weird. But when is he, like, is this kind of a, a knock on him? Like, if Jordan Love was ready to play and he's knocking at the door, I can't imagine that they're bending over backwards for Aaron Rodgers. It's I just can't imagine that. Huge indication of that, in my opinion. Uh, in fact, I saw uh, today on Twitter, I don't remember who it was, somebody asking basically, um, do the Packers move Jordan Love and where's a good fit for him? And I don't – personally, I'm one, I don't think the Packers believe in him. I don't – even as a backup, apparently they don't sound too convinced. So as the rest of the league, is there one team out there that would be willing to trade for for him? Uh, at first, my first thought was okay, Houston, but I think they're they're I think they're comfortable with Mills, probably more so than um, they would be with Jordan Love. And you know, we saw Jordan Love play in college. I personally was kind of shocked when they jumped up to grab him so quick and so early in the draft because I didn't see that. I don't see him as I didn't see him as a first rounder. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and I think now the Packers are starting to realize that they kind of made a mistake with that. So they threw everything they could at Aaron Rodgers to get him to stay. And now they're stuck with, with love. And I don't – you're definitely not going to get that first-round pick back for him. So no. I think if they do trade him, it's going to be for, you know, a mound of dirt and goodbye. But then what are they going to do? At least with Jordan Love, he knows the system. At least you have that, right? Yeah, and when the thing is with the Jordan Love, and you just think about, you know, if you look at these guys like stocks for a second, forget they're human beings. <laughs> the longer he doesn't play, the worse his value is. Yeah, right? and we're two years into that now. Two years into him not playing, and we've only really seen him play one preseason. So in the two years, we've seen him play one one preseason and one start against the Kansas City Chiefs, which he had nine points against a defense, which at that time yeah. was one of the worst in the league that was really struggling. So I think you're right. I think it's a huge indication of what how they feel about Jordan Love. Now, I got to be thinking they got to get him off the books or like, I mean, what do they do with him? I, at some point, he's got to be with the market the way it is. If they are thinking that they are going to move on from him without him ever really playing much of a, a snap, this has got to be the year with all the the – the, how the quarterback market is. This is probably the most value you're going to get in a trade for him. Yeah. But it, it, it's interesting who who would do that. I mean, who would who's in bad enough shape at the quarter? Oh wait, maybe Seattle. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, they, uh, and they might need some help now. They might need some help, and uh, perfect transition to <laughs> Russell Wilson was traded today. To the Denver Broncos, I have my champagne. Goodbye, uh, Mr. Wilson. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Mr. Wilson. Now, in all in all seriousness, Russell Wilson's a tremendous, a tremendous player. I have my knocks on him, one in a biased way, because the guy's been a thorn in my side since 2012. Two, I kind of think that he gets a little bit more credit uh, than he should like when they won the Super Bowl let, let's be real that was not just Russell Wilson that was Legion of Boom so that was a huge defensive performance in that game One, that was an all-time performance by the Seattle defense yeah so let's like, break this yeah let's break this down here so all-time performance by by Seattle but let's go to this trade okay because I cannot believe this haul that Seattle's huh. getting like yeah. it's unbelievable. First of all, you can even try this on Madden. It's not even possible on a video game. Okay? I tried. No, it didn't work. You can't even do it. So it's two first rounders. So this year's and next year's two second rounders this year's and next year's Seattle had to throw in a fourth rounder, which is un weird to me just to get a fifth back. And then it was Noah Fant. It was, Oh, let me see who else Drew was Lock. it. Drew Locke, that's huge. And then uh, there's a there's one other defensive lineman. Uh, yeah, I, I don't that's remember in there. the name. So, I mean, that's a haul, right? So Drew Locke goes to Seattle. Noah Fant had to have been excited for about two seconds when he saw Russell Wilson was going to Denver. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a second, I'm, I'm not in Denver anymore? I'm so mad. <laughs> um, but I feel that um as you know matt christie brings up uh, several people in the comments by the way keep those comments coming he, do you feel that denver overpaid for russell wilson <laughs> oh a time will tell i mean 
Wilson, he's he, he's not a young quarterback, but he's he, by no means is he close to retirement. Uh, let's say he takes him and pulls a Manning, and they get a couple Super Bowls out of the deal. Maybe it, I would say it's worth it at that point. I mean, you've you they have a window right now with the defense that they've got, the skill position players that they have, and all they needed was that one piece. And I mean, you ask somebody like a Detroit or a Buffalo who's never won a Super Bowl, is a Super Bowl worth giving up? Essentially, what two, four, five, six, seven, eight players? Well, look at the Rams. Picks? Look at the right. Rams. Like, look what right. they did. I think that kind of helped push this forward potentially right. as well. Well, and I was listening to um, some of the after comments of an interview with, uh, I believe his name is Sneed, the Rams GM. And basically his philosophy is this. Hey, look, why keep a first-round pick when I don't know if that first-round pick is going to hit or not? When I we can know, go out and give me a Matthew Stafford. We know his philosophy on picks. He wore a T-shirt yeah. in, this, in, the, in the parade that yeah. said, F them picks. That was exactly yeah. the reason why the question came up. So his thing is, let me use these first-round picks because I know they're valuable to other teams. And let me get somebody that I know can play. Let me go get a Jalen Ramsey who's best in the league. Let me go get Matthew Stafford. He's one of the best quarterbacks. I already know he's that good. Now, the on the flip side of that, your later picks, you got to hit on those, at least you know most of them, which the Rams have actually done a pretty good job with. So if you go back to Denver and Russell Wilson can get them over that hump and get them back to the Super Bowl and win one or two before he calls it quits, yeah, I'd say it's worth it. So that's so. Here's the thing. I I don't think that Denver overpaid in in their mind because they. Oh, right. If you look at their division, everything's situational, right? So, look who, who's in their division. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Justin Herbert, and they got Derek Carr. And I feel bad about. Guy. Yeah, they got to have a guy. They didn't have a guy. They needed one. We've been talking about that all lot. We've been talking about it since last year almost. Yeah. That they have a team that's getting ready. To I mean they they have a really good defense they have a running back sounds like uh, this is going to help keep Melvin Gordon potentially uh, there so my biggest thing is yeah so Von Miller I mean he might be coming back to Denver which is crazy he gets traded and then ends up they basically made a trade for like a half a season of Von Miller so I don't think that Denver overpaid but for Seattle I think this is a big loss. I think it's a huge loss, and here's why. Yes, they clear cap. Yes, they move on from Russell Wilson. It's the end of an era, and there's another end of an era that we're going to talk about shortly that's kind of tied to this. But it's a very low probability that Seattle comes out on top on this because, A, yeah, they got a haul for Russell Wilson. They absolutely did. But it matters what you do with those picks. What are you going to do with them? Nice. Are you are you going to package that those picks together and go after a Deshaun Watson? Because then I think it, it might be worth it. You get a younger guy who had a similar skill set to Russell Wilson, minus the booty rubs, to be <laughs> able to to be able to compete again in the NFC West because Deshaun Watson is a guy, right? But if you don't do that and you go after a quarterback in this draft, oh, that's going to be really tough. That's going to be really tough because I'm not high on a lot, like a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft. Now, yeah. can some of them pan out like we've talked about? Absolutely. But I, I'm not sure. Um, so I think it's it, especially if Russell Wilson goes to Denver and he plays well. In I mean, if he even if he plays like Russell Wilson in Denver and they win some games 
and potentially some playoff games and Seattle is hurting for the next two to three years, we're going to look back in three years and say Denver won that trade hands down. Like they won that trade because this is a quarterback driven league. Yeah. And I don't think we're really going to truly know the answer to that until a few years down the road. And I, I, I don't, I can't remember any of the specific names, but I am hearing the next year's draft class is going to be significantly better, like one of the better ones that we've seen in a while. So, or at least comparable maybe to last year's. But um, so I think that could be, you know, huge. And if they can get a quarterback maybe next year, and who knows, maybe they, well, Garoppolo is not an option because it's in division. San Francisco is yeah. not doing that. Yeah. So maybe they go out and they sign a Trubisky or a Winston, who are pretty much the only two left on the market outside of the draft now. Um, Bridgewater is an option, I guess. He's a free agent. But, you know, I think – I would think Denver would probably want to try to re-sign him to have a, a, a solid backup. I think if they do that, Bridgewater becomes one of the better backups in the league. And yeah. he knows the system, so I think it would be a good fit for him. But uh, if, if, if Seattle struggles next year, which they may very well – then you know maybe they get a high draft pick and or maybe they package up some of those deals and they move up and they get one of the top quarterbacks next year's draft and maybe it works out that way. But I do want to go back to you know, kind of whether the Broncos gave up too much or not. The one thing that actually surprised me in the deal that I think is more significant than people are really, are, are speaking of is Fant. Yes. He's a, he's a big deal. And with the receiving core that they had and Russell Wilson, Fant could have been like a Kelsey type, catching all that underneath stuff picking yep. up the yards after the catch, they're not going to have that now. So I, I think that is a significant hit on that offense. Uh, we'll see how it how it pans out. I mean, you look at what he had in Seattle. He had a good running back. Granted, struggled to stay on the field last year. Two really good wide receivers. And then they had um, the tight end from formerly from the Rams. Everett. 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 Um, who is a free agent, so he may be bouncing. But my point is this, is even though he had weapons there, and you've mentioned this before, the production really wasn't there. So right. I think Fant could have been that that difference maker for Wilson, especially when he's out there scrambling around like he likes to do, making, making things happen with his legs, and then he can hit Fant underneath, and he doesn't have to run so much and take those hits. Uh, so I, I think that's a big hit that people aren't really talking about. And I, I think, well, that's a really great point because we're going to bring this up a little bit later when we talk about the franchise tag is people were franchise tagging tight ends like they were hotcakes. Yeah. Because there's not a lot. Uh, I mean, when you really look at yeah, there's some guys that are out there, but they're all about, in my mind, the same. You got Ertz that's out there, but he's, in my mind, he's kind of declining in age, right? He's been good yeah. for a long time, but he's not the same Zach Ertz that he was even a couple of years ago. Um, you got Gronk. Well, is Gronk out there? Like, is Gronk really going to play, or is he going to retire? Like, he's on the fence. He's there's no guarantee that going that to dude's Buffalo. Gonna play. You think he's going to Buffalo? Uh, <laughs> no, that's what you're got, saying. We'll see. Yeah, you got Gasecki getting tagged. You got Njoku getting tagged. You have uh, Schultz getting tagged. So that I think that's a big piece of it. Like like you mentioned, um, but. My biggest thing is I have no idea who Seattle is going to have at quarterback. Do you think Seattle looks at a quarterback this year um, because they're going to be high on the board, or do you think they're going to risk waiting till next year, or do you think they're going to be package them up and, and potentially uh, trade for you know somebody like 
Deshaun Watson because he is still out there. But there's going to be competition with the Commanders, still not used to it, and the Pittsburgh Steelers potentially. They uh, need quarterbacks. The Commanders are coming coming hard. They are trying to find that that quarterback. I, uh, I actually saw something on Twitter today. Pretty sure it was a joke. But, uh, hey, uh, breaking news, the Washington Commanders just reached out to Denver for trade with Wilson. <laughs> but uh, They did uh, call yeah. up for Patrick Mahomes. That, like, yeah, they legitimately yeah. they called and said, hey, are you guys interested in this? Hey, give them credit. They're turning over every stone, right? They, they, yeah. But they know you've got to have a guy at that position in this league or you're not going to make it. You're just not. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, Trubisky has been linked to Washington quite a bit here lately. Uh, so that sounds like it, it could very well happen. Um, Garoppolo, we've heard with uh, Pittsburgh uh, as a potential landing spot for him. I don't know. Uh, Geno Smith right now is the heir apparent, and I don't even think they won a game with him last year. They were they were close. They were they were, they were in the games, but they they were close. Yeah, but the close losses uh, don't get you in the playoffs. They don't, and just like so, on the on the bottom line here, this this happened right before we went live. That the Seattle Seahawks have informed Bobby Wagner that he's going to be released by the team. So, in my mind, in Seattle right now, so his cap number was actually pretty crazy. Let me go yeah. back to it. That this to me says, and I don't care what what Pete Carroll says. I don't care what their GM comes out and says. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. yeah, we're not we're not in rebuild mode. Where there's no re this is rebuild. This has rebuild written all over. Bobby Wagner, um, he has a sixteen point six million dollar cap savings for them for this year. So cutting Bobby Wagner, not trading Bobby Wagner, cutting Bobby Wagner is saving them money. That's going to put them right around that fifty million mark, uh, being under the cap. They're going to have a lot to work with as far as free. All of a sudden, they're going to be a big player in this free agent market. I think. Yeah, and Jamal Adams is going to start demanding a trade because he doesn't like to be on a losing team. <laughs> we uh, suck again. <laughs> that's just that meme. That's what he, you know. That Rob Schneider. That's what's yep. got to be going through his mind. He he leaves the Jets. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're in Seattle. Base and basically Russell Wilson's package deal, right? If you remember the deal that Jamal Adams, they gave up a couple first rounders yeah. to go get him. So all in all, after a couple years, they get Jamal Adams, and then. Uh, Russell Wilson leaves. They get those two first rounders back, and now they got Drew Locke. Yeah, <laughs> good job. There you go. There you go. Seattle. Good you know. job, Seattle. <laughs> well-run organization there. Uh, I love yeah, it. I don't know, man. Great day. I, maybe they roll with Geno Smith. Maybe they. Uh, that's tough. Um, maybe, but maybe one of these quarterbacks in the draft they 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 feel really good about. I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? There is it's, some it's talent at the big maybe. position in the draft. Yeah, there's just it's 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 a lot of potential, but there's not any one guy that's like screams. I can start right now. I know people are keep saying that uh, Pickett's the NFL ready or the most NFL ready, but when you're comparing it to the current draft, most NFL ready that would be me or you. I mean, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, I don't know what I I could sling it back in the day. I don't know about now, but uh, that's a you know what. We, we do forget that Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Yeah. So it wasn't like Russell Wilson was this highly touted guy that they hit on in the first round. They, they picked him in the third round. And th this is a, this is a, a draft where I don't know any, anybody in the quarterback position is a sure thing, but you're right. There is a lot of uh, potential there yet. Yeah, I mean, now we're starting to see so mock drafts two months ago, by the way, 
I don't see a quarterback going in the first round. Now all of a sudden I saw a mock draft today after all this. I mean, the dust is still in the air. It hasn't even settled yet. Yeah. But I have, I've seen mock drafts with five quarterbacks in, in the first round. And this isn't the same class as last year. That it, it's kind of, But that is what the market is for, for the quarterback position right now. That's why Denver gave up what they gave up to go after Wilson. I, I want to know what was on the table for Rodgers because I kind of think Green Bay is dumb. Somebody mentioned it in the comments a little bit a bit ago. I Denver's dumb. I think it was Dawson. Denver's dumb or uh Green Bay's dumb for not taking a haul like that for Rodgers. Cuz I got to imagine if you're giving up two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth rounder and three players, what was it for Rodgers? That's what I want to know. What yeah. who turned what down for Aaron Rodgers? Because that haul had to have been more than that. Three. Oh, yeah. And I, and I have a feeling we probably would have known, hear, heard about the trade for Wilson earlier had Rodgers made his decision earlier. Because, like, we've we've been saying that that first yeah, domino. First domino. It. Once that went down, the Wilson thing happened. Mike Williams got signed. Uh, uh, Adams got tagged. I mean, it was just one thing after another after another. And we're probably going to hear Garoppolo gets traded tomorrow. You know, it's just it's it's crazy. Today was we a good have, day for it. We, you know yeah. that, you know that uh, it, it was funny. We were talking today about the 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 Jimmy G thing, and I was I was saying there's I I, I think it was Fat Joe <laughs> that price went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. That whole thing that is exactly there yeah. is not a world right now. So one week ago. I was fighting people on Twitter. My thumbs were sore. Fighting people on Twitter saying they're going to get a first rounder for Garoppolo. Now people are saying they're at least getting a first rounder for Garoppolo because of what just happened with Russell Wilson. It reset. I mean, Jimmy G is not an elite quarterback. I completely understand that. He's not going to get a haul like that for Russell Wilson. But you mean to tell me that a team like the Washington Commanders, who have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at both Green Bay and Seattle to try to get one of those guys and have been left at the altar that they're not going to say, all right, we, we really need to get a guy now because if we don't get Jimmy G who's left, who is left there Deshaun Watson, is he even going to play? We have to get a guy. And I feel like that, uh, Johan, you're driving me crazy, man. Third rounder. You really, really buddy. You know, it's going to be a first rounder for him. You're talking about Garoppolo's not being not an elite quarterback. And you look at the AFC, there's elite quarterbacks up and down that that conference now. And and I just wonder for like a team like like Pittsburgh or Houston, Miami, the Jets, um, I'll even throw Mac Jones in there because I'm not saying he's elite. And these guys, they do not have a quarterback that measures up to the other half of the conference. So do they Kind of like, okay, I'm not going to throw everything at Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners to try to get a not elite quarterback when I need an elite quarterback. So do they just roll with what they have and then see what happens next year and see if an Aaron Rodgers becomes an option next year, see what the, the quarterback draft class looks like, or do they go ahead and throw two first-rounders and two second-rounders for Jimmy Garoppolo? So they won't do that. There's no way. I, I, I would be happy and I would be pleased. I, I honestly think that it would be a first rounder. I wouldn't be shocked if it was like a conditional 
type of thing. Yeah. The, the the thing's complicated with him because of the surgery that he had today. It's a minor surgery, surgery nonetheless on his throwing sh- shoulder, and his cap hit. His cap hits twenty five million dollars for this year, and whoever signs him is likely going to need to sign him to an extended deal, right? Maybe restructure, I'm sure. Yeah, so the, the restructure or, or whatever it is. But if you're Jimmy, like you're 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 getting your twenty five million. Like you went into this year, there's no way that you're agreeing to any trade without getting your twenty five mil. Even if they yeah. they release him, like he's due money, you know. But um, so. I don't know what that's that looks like, but I will tell you this: that coaches get fired for not winning. Coaches get fired for not winning, and I think Ron Rivera is sitting there and he knows what he has around him. They are a team that is right there as well. They're just like a Denver. They and they play in the weak ass AF, uh, NFC East. By the way, okay, you got you Big got Dak, Dak who just him. lost. You, Dak just lost a playoff game to Jimmy G. A broken Jimmy G, a Jimmy G that had his thumb taped up, his arm not, and he still won the game. Okay, so yeah, and he's losing yeah. Cooper probably. Yeah, and he's going to lose Cooper and potentially Demarcus Russell or Demarcus Lawrence. So, um, the answer to your We're question, Ronnie. Back. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the only thing that Ezekiel Elliott has brought to Dallas is uh, Cabo. <laughs> Cabo yeah, and belly yeah. shirts. Like that's yeah. all that guy has. So I, I don't know. This Russell Wilson thing to me though is so interesting because I still want to touch on this for a second because there's still two things, right? The AFC West is primetime television next season. It period. is loaded. It is loaded. Every single division game is either going to be on Thursday night football. Sunday night football, Monday night football, it's going to be on prime time. It's going to be must-watch TV. And I'm kind of sad that Aaron Rodgers didn't go there because I really wanted to see uh, Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers duel it out. We've we've been wanting to see it, and COVID's kind of robbed us a couple different times uh, the last two seasons when we should have been seeing it. Yeah. But um, Russell Wilson in Denver, I will take it. That's fine. Uh, I'm happy that he's out of our division. But that AFC West, I know my my buddy Matt is pissed off that all of a sudden now Russell Wilson's in his division because he's a big Raiders fan. And so Derek Carr now, I think you're going to start to see the Raiders maybe going, okay, we definitely have to keep Derek Carr now. There's no option to get rid of him, right? Like that's not on the table anymore. Like if it was uh, yesterday, it's not today after what happened. I think – I think the only the only way anything happens with Carr outside of him staying with the team is if some crazy out of this world deal happens and they get Watson. Like let's say Watson uh, is cleared, whatever happens with the cases, and he can play next year. And uh, so then the Raiders go out and here you go, here's Carr, here's some draft picks, we'll take Watson. Boom! Now you got Watson, Mahomes, Wilson, and Herbert all in the same division. Not likely, but. That'd be, you know, fun to talk about the what ifs, you know? Yeah. And, and for Seattle, I mean, this is full blown, uh, rebuild. I, I would not have been shocked after hearing him being traded that Pete Carroll was retiring. I wouldn't have been shocked at that at all. I, I would have been like, yep, that makes perfect sense. I wonder if Pete, uh, like the, th- it seemed like Pete Carroll was him and Russell Wilson were married. It almost seemed like the same with Devonte Adams and 
um, Aaron Rodgers, right? It yeah, seemed like right. they they were going to be there together, and when they weren't, they weren't. Like neither one of them would be there. Now all of a sudden, Pete Carroll that era has lasted longer than the Russell Wilson era in Seattle, and now he has. I mean, yes, it's a rebuild. You can call it a reload or or whatever, but they they have a lot of work to do. I mean, are we going to be watching uh, the Seattle Seahawks and DK Metcalf get thrown balls by Drew Locke and him getting pissed? You know, and well, they might not even have Tyler Lockett because he's on and the here's block. The thing. Yeah, and here's the thing too: Seattle wasn't that good last year. No, now they got no Wilson. They got no Wagner. Who else is going to leave the team? Who else is going to get shipped out? Like Rashad Penny is a free agent. He's probably not going to come back. He's probably going to bounce. So they could very well end up with a top five pick next year. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. The top five is uh, this is one of the top five worst days in Seattle history. I, I can really, if you look back at the history of Seattle sports, when the Sonics left, when Ken Griffey was traded, right? Yeah. With, like I, I'm just thinking of all these things, and Ru- Russell Wilson being traded today is one of the worst days uh, in in Seattle history. Don't, so, don't forget the with the Wilson pick in the end zone too in the Super Bowl. That's that's kind of in the top five. That is up there. No, that 100. Yeah. That's like yeah. that. That's in there. So I, I I have to say this. So as a Bills fan, this is kind of good. Yes, the conference is loaded. We get that, but that division is going to beat up on each other. So yeah. that puts teams like Buffalo in a prime position to get home field now. Because the Chiefs are not going north 14-3. and three. It ain't happening. Not in that division. None of those teams no. are winning more than 12 games, in my opinion. Well, if you look back, so, I mean, I got my Niner hat on. I got this thing. This is what we dealt with last season in the NFC West, that we beat up on each other. However, yeah. the Super Bowl champion came out of the division, too. They yeah. they beat the crap up on each other. I mean, every it and it made no sense. Seattle beat the Niners twice. That didn't make any sense because they were the worst team in the division. But uh, San Francisco beat the Rams twice, and then Arizona was in the mix. They I know they split with the Rams. Uh, they beat the Niners twice, but then they lost to the this or they beat the Seahawks. Like it was all over the place. All over like the it place. made and no. I, I think that's what's made gonna no sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. Um, one other thing here by Matt is that do you think that DK requests a trade now that Wilson's gone? You know, it, he's in a contract year. It, this year is a contract year for DK, but I think we got to let the dust settle a little bit. I, I think if he requested it right now, just hours after the fact, it would it would be uh, pretty bad, uh, especially if then all of a sudden they brought in a Deshaun Watson. Like, oh, do you all of a sudden rescind that trade? You know, what does that look like? I think you got to let the dust settle a little bit. I think if you get to training camp and you look over and Drew Locke's your guy, okay, I uh, I might want out of here, buddy. Like I, I got nobody else here. But it also could be it, it could be a big thing for him. They now have money to pay him if that's what he's about. And it may be, but if he if he's considering requesting a trade, I would think it would come post draft. Like he yeah. might sit back and be like, okay, let me see what they're gonna do. Let's see what happens. And, and maybe they've already talked to him. Maybe yeah. they, he's already kind of clued them in on kind of what they're thinking and, and the direction they want to go. And so maybe they've convinced him to like, just give us a minute. We're working. We've got something going down. Um, but if nothing happens and it's Drew Locke and uh, Malik Willis going after the, the draft, yeah, he, he may be like, I know I'm, 
I'm a young receiver. I have. I don't want to be part of a rebuild in my prime. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. So no, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a really talented receiver. He's got the dropsies. Like, I mean, he was playing with Russell Wilson, and he still had some problems. Like, it's not like DK is this. In my mind, he has. He's a really raw receiver still. He 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 has the capability to make some unbelievable plays. He reminds me of Terrell Owens out there, um, just body type and the, the things that yeah. he's able to do. But he does, level, but... yeah, not talent level, not yet. I think he could not get yet. there. He could yeah. get there. Now, To took a while to get there too. So, receiver is not a thing in the NFL where you just burst on the scene like Randy Moss. They call him a freak for a reason. That guy was a freak because <laughs> that doesn't happen. Chris Carter said he's the best guy I've ever been around ever. Uh, so when it comes to DK, I think we got to wait for the dust to settle. I think we all need to wait for the dust to settle, but there's a reason why we saw everything happen today, right? There's a reason that we saw all of this. And that is because today was the franchise tag deadline. And for what that means is you have, um, a specific day that you are, that you have to use your franchise tag and you're not required to, by the way. You don't have to, yeah. but we saw a couple different things uh, that were kind of shocking. So the wide receiver market, Chris Godwin, he got tagged right by the Buccaneers. And it seems like they're kind of working on a long-term deal. So they, it, he might not be playing under the tag um, for the year, but uh, Devonte Adams, right? So those two receivers are all of a sudden off of the free agent market. They got yeah. tagged. But then we saw a lot of tight ends get uh, tagged as well. What stood out to you? I mean, it Aaron Rodgers had to make his decision today because of Devontae Adams. That I mean, those guys are close, and I think that's why we started to see the news today is yeah. because uh, of that, that they needed he needed that decision to be, and then all of a sudden Seattle, bam. So I think we're going to still see some other stuff. But what surprised you the most as far as franchise tags? Were there were there any that really caught your eye that you were like, why would they use a franchise tag on him? All the tight ends. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The tight ends who got tagged today: Schultz, uh, and Joku, and there was one other. Um, Just or uh, Dalton Schultz and Joku, and then Gasecki. Gasecki, that was the other one. None of those guys are top five tight ends in this league, in my opinion. No. So, so to franchise tag them as a franchise, you're saying we think you're worth a top five tight end on our team. And I know you kind of brought this up earlier when you and I were just kind of chatting about it. Is that's kind of an indicative of of the talent or lack of that exists in the tight end uh, position in today's game? I have heard there's a, a couple of tight ends in the draft making some noise with their their combine numbers so maybe there's a couple more but tight ends typically do take a while very seldom do they just come in right off the bat in year one right um, it's usually about three years it seems like yeah. that they take even kittle i he really started to take off kind of end of year two i believe yeah well you look at dawson knox i mean bill's mafia wanted him gone after two years and yeah. and then this year he was like second or third in the league in touchdowns for tight ends so uh, it, it does take some while, but I just I have not seen any of those three really like on a consistent basis be able to be the guy on an offense uh, on the field. 
We've seen Gusecki make some great plays, but he's not consistent. Yeah. And maybe that's more of the quarterback play. That's a possibility. In uh, Joku, he's there sometimes. Other times, he just disappears. And he's Colin hurt. Schultz, he is hurt. Huh? And yeah. Joku gets hurt. He's his yeah, availability he is a, a problem too. I wanted him on on my fantasy team, and next thing I know, the dude's hurt. He's gone with a wrist injury. Like his availability has been really bad. He's been very average. Yeah. He's got a lot of upsides upside athletically, but he just hasn't put yeah, it on the field to me. Yeah, the potential hasn't hasn't shown through. And then Dalton Schultz, he's more of just a kind of a possession guy. He's not gonna you know, burn anybody deep. He's not going to stretch the field necessarily, but he does. He's pretty consistent at, uh, you know, kind of more of a chain mover, if you will. So, but um, I don't know. It it just, it's just, it seems odd to me that some of those guys were, were tagged. Like if you're going to franchise tag a player, I'm thinking of the quarterback position. I'm thinking of a Devontae Adams, you know, guys like that, you know, not left tackle. Left tackle, you know, like yeah. the, the Chiefs use their franchise tag for Orlando Brown. That was the guy they traded yeah. for last draft, right? Right before the draft. Uh, I think they traded a first rounder for him, didn't they? It was a late first rounder. I'm pretty sure that they traded for him. Uh, but his his tag is $16.6 million. I think that's the thing for me that really surprised me the most was uh, the Dallas Cowboys and, and Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Here, Dallas is in they're in cap trouble. Like they, they have a, a, a lot of uh, let's see, let me take a look at what their, their cap looks like here. Oh, the Cowboys They're They're just barely over the cap. Okay. But they're going to have to release Samari Cooper. It sounds like his contract that they're going to, they're, they're going to release him or try to uh, they're not even going to try to trade him, it, which is dumb. If, if you say that you're not going to, if you're going to release him, you'd, think that they try to explore a trade for him to get something in return but hey i'm not jerry i don't know um and then demarcus you know, and, lawrence and save the money by letting zeke go yeah why wouldn't they, they just yeah in the other i'm sorry as long as jerry jones is running that team they're not winning super bowl anytime soon no i i'm looking at these contracts here so demarcus lawrence and amari cooper are one and two on that list um oh man they they did restructure dak prescott and uh, there was one other guy. Oh, it was their guard, um, Martin, that they restructured to get because they were twenty million dollars over. So yeah. they they restructured just to get just barely right at the cap number. Uh, but Amari Cooper would save them sixteen million dollars, and Demarcus Lawrence would save them eight. Here's the thing with it would be done with Demarcus Lawrence because his dead cap would be nineteen million dollars. That seems like bad business to me to pay $19 million for a cap hit for a guy that's not going to play and for a premier position of somebody who has produced at the the edge, right? Has gotten a lot of sacks. But Amari Cooper is a really good receiver, and we're seeing those guys get tagged as well. You got your Chris Godwins that that got tagged, all that stuff. But Zeke, like Ezekiel Elliott has done nothing – Here's the reason why I'm looking at his contract. You want to know why? Wow. <laughs> they need to restructure him, buddy. So his, if they released him, they would actually have an $11 million cap hit. So it'd be worse for them to release Zeke. That's why they haven't. He has a $30 million dead dead hit now. And his cap number is $18 million. What if they traded him? Uh, let me take a look. If they trade, let's say trade pre pre June first, 
So then it changes quite a bit. Um, he would still have a dead cap hit of $17 million. He would only save them $540,000. <laughs> That's why. That's just crazy. That's why Zeke's I mean, going kudos, to Cabo. Kudos to Zeke's agent, man. Holy crap. <laughs> His agent, yeah. That's why Zeke's going to Cabo. He ain't going nowhere. And that's horrible. That is horrible. That is a hor that's probably one of the worst contracts in the NFL right now. He yeah. he was a really good player, but we know with running backs is that they don't last for very long. And he's I mean, let's see, right now he's turning this year 27 years old. He seems like he's been in the league forever, though. Wow. Tw only 27 years old. That's that's nuts to me. I mean, that's you would think he would still be able to produce at a high level, but he's just not. And I don't know if it's a, a commitment level or maybe because of his style, maybe he is just worn down. Um, Pollard's outplayed him. Like Matt mentioned yeah. in the comments, Pollard's outplayed him. Like he has a different gear. Like he's returning yeah. kicks. And you can like see he's, it. Yeah, you can. It's a visible difference between yeah. those two. Oh, man. That, and, that, so that and, to me is, is crazy. There's no better time than right now in the NFC to, to, to try to, you know, make a run for that, that Super Bowl. And, and it's, and it feels like Dallas is going in the opposite direction. Yeah. I mean, they, they're not, they haven't built their team to be sustainable. Like with all these contracts, like I almost feel like it's a PR stunt to have, oh, we have the highest paid quarterback. We got the highest paid receiver. We got the highest paid. It doesn't work out. Most you want to know why? <laughs> Most expensive stadium. There's 53 guys on the team, Jerry. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> like hell. And I don't like to sit here and bury the Cowboys, but for real, like it, it almost frustrates me as a fan because it is good for football for the Cowboys yeah. to be good. It is. It's it's good for the for the NFL to be good, but my goodness, like that is incredible to me. So for them to tag a tight end with a ten million dollar cap hit, that's surprising to me. When you're yeah. restructuring your team just to fit Dalton Schultz, <laughs> I don't even. I, I have no explanation for what Jerry Jones is doing. I mean, that's Jerry's world, right? That's what they call him. That's that's the world he lives in. And I, I hate to say it, but like Al Davis was uh, a tremendous pioneer in, in the NFL. But in his later years, it seemed like he would make some decisions that you're like, oh, why? Why are you doing this? And it you seems like <laughs> it seems like Jerry's doing the same type of thing. And he has been for a while. Jerry Jones was is uh, Johan. Actually, I was talking to him outside. I was grilling up some chicken. And he goes, Jerry did a great job marketing the Cowboys. And bringing them to be what 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 they are, Jimmy Johnson made that team. In my opinion, he went. He wanted to go get Emmett Smith. He wanted to go get those, you know, some of those University of Miami guys. Um, but when you look at that at the NFC East, you know, Johan saying here, Cowboys or Giants will be last in the NFC East. Now, this part, the Giants part, that is not a shocker to me. I yeah, of course they are. But the Cowboys, I wouldn't like. They have all the talent, but I can see that Washington was right there towards the end of the year, and so was Philadelphia. Like they were, they were right there, uh, trying to make a push for the playoffs. Not saying that they were going to win uh, the division, but Dallas has only won one playoff win in however many Johan say in twenty years. Like, you know, 
I wouldn't be that quick to put the Giants in, at the bottom of that division either. I mean, this I, I could see a world where any of those four teams can win that division, honestly. If Washington can get something settled at the quarterback position, that's going to yeah. make them a player. Um, if the Giants can get an offensive line and Barkley can stay healthy, even with Daniel Jones, Richard Bisky, whoever it ends up being one of those two, they could be serviceable. And the defense, maybe a piece or two there. It's not terrible. It's not great. But uh, And then the Cowboys, of course. So I think any of those four teams honestly could rise to the top of that division. If they can get and we right say that season. every year about the NFC East. Yeah, like, we do. Every, every single year. year. Like it's who's gonna who's gonna come up to me, Philadelphia, what they did this last year. And Johan, you're listening. I'm sorry, man. I did not listen to you. You told me that the Eagles were going to be good. And I said, No, they're not. They're in <laughs> cap hell. They have all these things. But you want to know what? They brought in a really good receiver. Uh, was it Devonta Smith from Alabama? And then Jalen Hurts like came on and you know, he's not great, but he does rack up some yards running the ball. If he can start to throw the ball a little bit better, I really think that they're going to have an opportunity to do something. Uh, Washington's right there, too. Lamar Jackson. You think so? Yeah. Now, he's still, you know, what, year, year two coming in or three? Three. Uh, three, I believe. Coming in his year three. So he might, maybe he makes that jump and, and improves as a passer. But as of right now, yeah, yeah, he's he's a Lamar Jackson point five. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about him is Tua took over in Alabama for a reason, right? Tua took over for yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen, that was his team, and now all of a sudden they, yeah, his own guy, his own guy, Benedict Arnold here going after Jalen Hurts. He's saying that he does not have an arm. Lamar, yeah, he may have an arm, but he doesn't use it, and he doesn't I mean, throw he's got it to the right. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got two arms. You know, he uses it to juke this way and juke this way and miss this guy wide open. You know, he he does that too, Lamar, all the time. <laughs> Best quarterback, running back. <laughs> I know that you you, you can't stand uh, Lamar Jackson there, but I mean, what a big day in the NFL though. Like this is why Pretty the good. NFL is. I mean, you hear about the ratings consistently. You hear about. Uh, we're talking off-season football. This is March 8th, and all it did was dominate the headlines today. We got no baseball. It broke Twitter. It broke Twitter. I literally broke was it. on – yeah, I went on there earlier today, and something would pop up on my phone and be like, oh, they're talking about this. So I'd hit it, and I would have to wait a good 15 seconds for it to load. And then I even had one message popped up, sorry, your Twitter tweets are not loading right now. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's literally broken. <laughs> oh, man. So Matt, Matt brings up a really great point. 15 years in the NFC East and no yeah. repeat winners in the division. 15 years. Uh, by the way, awesome job looking that up, Matt. You want a job in our uh, research <laughs> department? Just let us know. Um, but that's crazy to me. And that just alludes to the parody there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the, the Giants were able to pull it together. Because you want to know what? I think Daniel Jones, and he has talent. Like the guy can run. Okay, he's not he's not yeah. a, just a guy that stands back there and he's got a great arm. He just hasn't had a lot around him, I don't think, uh, especially on the old line to be able to keep him healthy. Um, yeah. Do you think that they trade? Speaking of kind of trades and all this stuff that's been going on, what in the world do you think they're going to trade Saquon Barkley or do you think Saquon's going to stay there? Because it seems like 
they're shopping him around right now. I think he's going to stay. Um, I think that the talk is more rumors, just the media talking than anything. Now, I, I don't think it would be naive to say no one's no one's tradable. I mean, the whole – I mean, it, you throw two picks, four picks. <laughs> I mean, look at Wilson. Uh, so I th- think a deal could be made, sure, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he stays there. And on the point of the Giants, too, I actually heard today um, a source – whoever that might be <laughs> uh, saying that uh, Trubisky has been linked to, to the, the giants, giants many that. times. And uh, one, um, I can't remember if it's an owner or GM specifically said, yeah, there's a connection there. And uh, so if he comes in, obviously he'd be competing with Daniel Jones. So I kind of said Trubisky to the giants only because of Dayball. I mean, there's a natural connection there. He already knows Dayball's offense. Yeah. So I can certainly see that happening, but if that does happen, do they keep Jones? Do they have a, a, a competition in uh, OTAs and preseason? And if Trubisky wins the job, then what? Do they ship out Jones? That's a whole other scenario. So the problem with the, the Giants that I see, just kind of taking, you know, peeling back the onion a little bit, is that the Giants – are $7.6 million over the cap right now. You would think that a team that hasn't won in quite some time would have plenty of money to spend, but they spent a lot of money on Kenny Galladay. Um, oh, that was a bad contract. Who still has not scored a touchdown for the Giants. Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> still waiting for the love of all that is holy. I, Saquon I Barkley here. <laughs> Nobody wants him. Leonard Williams is the top contract on that squad. Oh my God. You don't, if you want to go look at a dumpster fire without smelling the garbage, go to overthecap.com, <laughs> click on the New York Giants contracts. To say that it is uh, an S show is, is <laughs> something else. And yes, I censored myself for the kids that are awake right now. But this is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're going to be a team that, that needs to, I mean, they've tried to clean house and, and all that, that stuff, but they need to bring in some guys. They need to bring in some offensive linemen. They need to get some of these contracts out of here. Uh, Blake, Blake Martinez, they're, they're paying him his cap number, $14 million. Kenny Galladay's cap number, $21 million. James Bradbury, $21 million. Leonard Williams, $27.3 million. What are we even doing here? Like (laughs) normally when you look at a team, it's quarterback, right? You got quarterback, you got your number one receiver, you got your pass rusher right up there. This is all over the place, man. Wow. I'm embarrassed. Well, the there's, right there's a reason why Gettleman's not there anymore. There's a reason. There's yeah. a reason. Oh, this is going to make you happy. I'll just let you read that out loud there, Ronnie. <laughs> Mitch couldn't hack in Chicago with no line. And Giants He's not wrong. Course. He's not wrong. They have no line. So, well, okay. Mr. Risky is 28-13, I believe, as a starting quarterback with that garbage offensive line in Chicago and Fair. a garbage coach and no Fair. weapons outside of Allen Robinson. Fair. Come on now. Triggered, triggered him. I'll tell you what. Here's here's the thing that right here. So I got to bring this one up. I want to bring be, this one up for a minute here. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ronnie. I was just gonna say, I, 
I've been a fan of Trubisky's before he went to Buffalo. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. I've always liked the guy and thought he got a bad rap in Chicago. He was not the reason that team was failing. The reason yeah. they were failing is no longer with the team. He got fired this offseason. Okay. You want to know, I do want to see him get a second opportunity for sure. But this one, okay. Dawson, why are we sleeping on Lamar Jackson? Why? Help me understand your reasoning here, buddy. So tell me when he's won a playoff game. I'll wait. I'll wait. When has is, when is Lamar Jackson won a playoff game? He, he did Never. get one. He did, did he get, get one? one? Was it against it, the Chargers? It was last season no, or two seasons ago. Um, oh, who was it they beat? They beat them and then lost to Buffalo the, the following week. Okay. So Lamar is like one in three, I believe, in the playoffs this year. Uh, you look at his track record in college; it's not very good against co- uh, good teams. Um, he, yeah, when the moments arise, he he does not. Well, he he doesn't. I happen to remember, and it might have been that that particular game, but uh, against the Chargers, where he's going into the fourth quarter and he has nine passing yards, nine, not yeah. ten, nine passing yards. So I get you don't win an MVP and lead the league in passing touchdowns by being a scrub. No, but here's the thing. And it's the same thing that's happened to a lot of these guys that decide to, to run first. They've gotten away with it their entire lives is they're letting their athletic ability get them out of trouble and not being disciplined to be able to go one, two, three on the reads. Yes, they scheme some things wide open. Yes, they have some tight ends that that are amazing. Mark Andrews is an absolute stud. But when you look at it, when you force Lamar Jackson to pass, when you force him to pass, and he has to stand in there, the old thing that they used to do to Mike Vick before he really disciplined himself to break down a defense was keep him in the pocket. Do not allow him to run and drop guys in coverage and let him try to beat you. The thing that that he's able to do that makes it tough is they're able to have a really good run game. And D.K. Dobbins... Uh, or J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, yeah, he's going to yeah. be tremendous back this this season. I keep an eye out for him. Um, I know that the Ravens were injured, like they lost a lot of guys yeah. towards the end of the year. So I'm I'm not saying that. And yeah, I don't think that Lamar Jackson's a scrub. My thing is more of a challenge to him. Is I want to see you be able to have to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. I mean, people criticize Jimmy G. Jimmy G all the time. Oh, he doesn't throw the deep ball. He doesn't do this. That guy wins. I want to see Lamar Jackson. He does win, but when he gets into the postseason and a team has a scheme at him where they're blitzing him and forcing him. I mean, Miami, if you looked at the game Miami played them, by the way, that cost me in my survivor pool. (laughs) They basically played man-to-man against the receivers and blitzed him, and he did not have an answer. And I think teams are starting to see that. And if he's not able to throw himself out of that situation, it's going to be a problem. So I'm not sleeping on him. I know that he's a good player. I want to see him become a great player by throwing the football instead of trying to run it all over the place. I know he can run. I want to see him throw it and not run. I'm with you. Okay, number one, in this league, you have to. You, you have to learn how to throw the football. Right. Um, he's never beaten Buffalo. Just putting that out there, folks. So when he goes up against a good defense, like you were saying, they can scheme him and, and slowing him down on the ground. He can't beat him with his arm. 
Um, the other thing, there was Tennessee. That was the one one playoff win he has. So he beat Tannehill. Good job. Way to go, bro. <laughs> Man, you love those AFC guys. I mean, I just see it in your eyes. It just glistens when it's not Buffalo, and it's one of those teams that you got to play. It just just in your eyes. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, we've had a lot to talk about tonight. We've been on here an hour. Um, I mean, from Russell Wilson getting traded to Aaron Rodgers staying. We, I will say we're 50% on that because I thought both of them were going to stay. We were right yep. on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think that any of us, especially – wasn't Pete Carroll like he was on a show and he said we're not trading Russell like literally less than five days ago? So I think yeah. that uh well he I had mean, us convinced. He had he had us convinced that he wasn't going anywhere. So that happens, right? So I think the thing for me in the next seven days until well really the let's see, the new the tampering period is the 14th. So soon, right? So Monday. This stuff is going to kind of start to heat up. It's it's going to heat up from now. We're going to hear rumors all the way up until Monday. We're going to start hearing things are becoming kind of uh, official. Yeah. By the way, for the for the group of fans that say that well, Russell Wilson doesn't have a no, he has a no trade clause, and he has to okay the trade. He has okayed the trade, and he's passed his physical. By the way, so yeah. that's as official uh, as as it gets. So. Um, We'll see what happens there, but there's going to be a ton of stuff that that goes on in the next few days that is just going to it's going to reshape the landscape going into the 2022 season. I think. Yeah, I, it, it will for sure. There's a couple of things here I want to touch on really quick. Number sure. one, um, Dawson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has a bounce back here if they bring him some weapons outside of Mark Andrews. They brought in Marquise Brown. They brought in Sammy Watkins. They brought in. Um, the rookie, oh, what was his name? He Boykin. was injured early on. Boykin. They brought in him. He was a big time wide receiver in Notre well, Dame. That was a big couple years ago. There was a rookie Two last year, but they've tried to get him some weapons. Oh, uh, Perriman. Was it Perriman? Something like that. He yeah. they drafted him though. He was an incoming rookie, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's got a lot to prove. The other thing is, uh, there Duvernay. was another comment up here. Oh, Huntley. I totally agree with Matt. Huntley did outplay Jackson last year. He did. Yeah. He did. Huntley, so Huntley kind of surprised me. In the preseason, he was throwing the ball all over the place. There was yeah. one preseason game that he threw for like five touchdowns. So, yeah, they they have weapons. They have a defense too, by the way. They have, yeah. they have a defense that underperformed in my mind. Uh, Patrick Queen, I think he's got to be on the hot seat a little bit. He did not have a good rookie year. Last year he played okay. He got a little bit better, but – uh, Rashad Bateman was a wide receiver. You're right, Matt. Bateman, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I really think for you know Baltimore, I mean they were right. They were right there. But I mean, it took also uh, a 66 yard field goal to beat the Detroit Lions early in the year, right? Like this is a team yeah. that has some high expectations in a loaded AFC. That I really think that they have. They have a lot around him already. They have a, a good – I mean, like what else do you need, right? It, this really, to me, it just falls on Lamar. Like, yeah. like last year, okay, fine. They got injured towards the end of the year. Okay, I get it. Nobody knows that more than this guy right here in, in 2020, okay? I get it. So, yes, it's on Lamar this year. It is absolutely on Lamar. If Lamar does not get it done, like 
there's no like I don't think he's got to go. In my opinion, he's I don't not, like you stay with him. Like if he, if he, if they do the same thing and and maybe sniff the play or don't sniff the playoffs or they go to the playoffs and they lose in the first round, like do you, do you extend that guy? They're talking about an extension now. It's, and the reports I'm hearing is they are working on an extension. But um, it, uh, now that you mentioned that, oh, man, I have to say this. Okay, so <laughs> I guess there was a question to Lamar Jackson. I, I don't remember when this came out, but his quote was basically – there, you know, what do you want to be in the in the NFL or something? He's like, I want to be a billionaire and a champion. Okay, drop the first part and just focus on being a champion because if you do that, the rest will come. Were you Tom so Brady? When I when I heard that, that really bothered me. Like, don't worry about that money. That will come if you become a champion first. I, I so I don't know. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. So look look at Tom Brady. Okay, the guy took pay cuts to keep his team yeah. around him. Okay, whether you like him, love him, hate him, that's fact. Like that's absolute fact. Yeah. The guy was getting paid twenty million dollars when Aaron Rodgers is getting paid forty million dollars, but Rodgers is is winning the rings. And guess who has all those endorsement Brady. deals? Get Brady's making way more money off the field than I bet you he ever made on it because oh, of yeah. why championships. Okay, yep. that's what it that's what it comes down to. I I totally understand you want to take care of your family, but at what point? At what point does is twenty million not enough now? Which one of us sitting here commenting right now or talking would not take twenty million dollars and be like, "Yep, my family's set. Like we can, I can exactly. make that money work for me." Right. Oh, so yeah. that's a part that bothers me. Like when Kyler Murray gets on there and makes this huge demand letter that sounds like a high school breakup from a, a friend, right? <laughs> Like say all this stuff about how he wants to be compensated as such. It's like, well, you're just going to get the short end of the straw. I was trying to fit that short <laughs> joke in there. Yeah, so bad. It, oh, I had yeah. to throw it in there in the worst way, but I don't understand that because yeah. it, this isn't baseball where the New York Yankees can basically pay whoever they want because they're the New York Yankees. There's a salary cap in the NFL and there's repercussions to paying players. You have to be able to divvy it up across 53 guys. Now, the top 51 uh, contracts are what count in the salary cap. But what you have to remember is what happens when your guy you have a receiver go down? Who who do you have that backs him up? Depth is what helps wins you championships. The yeah. NFL season, the way it's set up now, 18 games and the playoffs and only one bye week now in the playoffs, it is a war of attrition. Yet. But yeah, well, we're we're 18 week. weeks, I mean, so 17 games, right? And now you don't even have two guaranteed buys, it's one on each side, yeah. And yeah. it's a war of attrition, is what it is. And so, if you don't have the depth and you don't have the guys around you, you're not going to win. So, I don't understand, you know, some of these yeah. things. Kyler Murray, I want 80 million dollars. You want 80 million dollars? You should have stuck with baseball, bud. You got a strike zone that's this big. Go to baseball, you can hit whatever. You know, they'll beat trash cans and tell you when a strike's coming. I'll get off of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, his strike zone is it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, before we take off, um, I have to shout out to my cousin Jax. Last Friday was his birthday, so happy birthday, buddy. Hey, happy birthday, Jax. We appreciate you listening to the show. By the way, I've loved seeing all these comments in here. It has been like this has been I think this is my favorite show today. Oh yeah. Uh, like just with the news, having everybody uh, on here commenting, bringing up some. I mean, this has been super fun. Um, we really appreciate that. Follow us on the, 
at the Peepcast, uh, at People Two Twenty Two, at Ronnie Eason. Check us out on YouTube. That's our uh, streaming channel now. Um, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to get as big as we can possibly be. Um, we we love doing this stuff. We're just two guys talking about football, but you want to know what? We love doing this stuff. There's a passion behind yeah. uh, us doing this. We spend a lot of time researching this stuff. Got, I mean, Ronnie, I, I think my wife's starting to get jealous how much we call each other now, <laughs> texting back and forth. Uh, I mean, she's yeah, getting pissed yeah. at Mario Kart the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I've was, never seen somebody get you, so mad about Mario Kart, man. You guys got to try Mario Kart on 200 CCs, telling you. Uh, I got to check that out, man. But, <laughs> um, man. So, Ronnie, we planning on uh Friday show. I think that's what we were thinking about doing. It was a Friday show, so Friday evening. Yeah, that's the plan. And we'll we'll uh, do our, our Twitter debate of the week, so looking forward to that. Um, got a couple of couple of them already that uh, we can – can talk about so looking forward to that also just want to throw a quick shout or not shout out but just a um this is going to be weird and it's been strange for me but i recently started writing uh for a website called ramblingfan.com yes it's the los angeles rams i'm not cheating on my bills i'm still cheating on bills you're cheating on me <laughs> but just you know, go out there and check it out you can find the articles of course on, on on twitter and appreciate any any support there so that's awesome. Uh, it, I mean, that that stuff helps our channel uh, for sure. gets gets our name out there. But uh, Matt, like you mentioned, can't wait for a free agent prediction stream. Um, we're really going to talk fits on Friday. Um, but for those of you that are out there, we, we do have a Twitter debate of the week. So if you run across something on Twitter that you think sure. is going to be like a huge debate, send it our way because we want to yeah. bring it up. We want to talk about it and really kind of dive into this. But we're going to have who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of days. We're going to talk free agents. Um, we're going to talk rumors that, that we've heard about uh, Twitter debate of the week. Um, we're going to kind of keep some of that space open because we know there's going to be some news that's going to happen between now and then. So uh, but until then, this was an awesome show. Thank you, this everybody. This was this was yeah. fantastic. But I think until Friday, Ronnie, uh, I think we're out, man. Yeah, everybody have a good night, man. Have a good night.